thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. Today we have a little something different. We have a tag team. We have Minister Keith Calhoun starting it off, and then he's going to pass the mic to Senior Pastor Naida M. Parson. And in your walk with God, sometimes I think we forget who it is we're walking with. Do you know who you are walking with? Coming up. And that when God is speaking to you, leader, he is not giving you suggestions. God is giving you directives and those are commands. They are not suggestions. They're not for you to pick and choose which one you want to do. We walk in rhythm as a family because it pleases the Lord. We're going to move right on in into our time of giving, our time of tithing, our time of offering because this is a part of our worship. We are yet obedient in this season. We yet are worshipers and our tithing, that 10% that we give back to God, oh, that is our worship. And so if you have not prepared your giving, please do so. You can do that by going to nuantioc-aliante.org, push the donate button and follow the prompts. A second way that you can do this is by texting 77977 to New Antioch, all one word, follow the prompts all the way through. And we're going to give you every means to be obedient, every means to give back into this. And so if you have to do it through mail, our address is 2550 Nature Park Drive, Suite 100. Our zip code is 89084. We want to be careful to thank all of those who have remained obedient. Who have remained generous that you thought would be back by now you can move that oh oh come on y'all been on your knees praying you can move that you've been calling this stuff out you've been waiting for it to show up and you've been feeling the way about it between you and god and he's asking you will you even move that over the stuff he hasn't done yet will he move it over can y'all do that? I will make room again. This for what I treasure. I make time for what I want. That's it, that's it, that's it. I choose my priorities and Jesus, your different when he's your number one when he's your number one when you moved yourself out of that number one and allowed him to take that number one when you've moved your husband out of that number one when you've moved your family out of that number one when you moved all the stuff that you have for yourself out of that number one and you said Jesus you're my number one it's not an easy thing to say and it's an even harder thing to walk. So on this afternoon, I need you to get to that spot and allow God for just this afternoon to be your number one. Can we do that on this afternoon? Praise team, I thank y'all, thank y'all. I'm trying my best not to cry up here. Y'all shouldn't have sung that one. Next time, I, next time I'm up here, I'm gonna give them a list of what y'all can't sing. So y'all don't have me up here looking crazy, getting ready to cry. 
Brothers, y'all are killing it over there. Y'all are killing it over there. We said in early prayer that y'all are on the first line. Y'all are in the first line moving this stuff out the way. And you did it for me first. So I thank y'all on this afternoon. Whew, okay. We're going to try to get this thing going. I got a short amount of time and I have no intentions of wasting it because it is an honor and it is a privilege to be before you on this afternoon. And I mean that it is an honor and a privilege. I am servant leader Keith Calhoun and I have been pressed and uh, given the opportunity and the uh, ability to come before you on this afternoon and speak a couple words for you. I was tasked with giving and speaking on walking in rhythm. See, we are in the middle of our family life month. We are in the middle of our family life month. Families matter over here. And so we are in the midst of this family life month and we're working through it. And so our theme in family life month for this year is walking in rhythm. Walking in rhythm as a family. Walking in rhythm as a unit. Walking in rhythm together in unison. Moving as one in rhythm. In rhythm. See, I'm a teacher at heart, so y'all going to get a little bit of teaching out of me on this afternoon. It's just in my nature to teach. It's just what I love to do, so I can't do anything but do what I love to do and what I'm naturally gifted at. And so I have always wanted to show what it is that I'm talking about. People learn differently. Not everybody just learns from hearing. Some people got to see what it is that you're talking about. So on this afternoon, we're talking about walking in rhythm, and I say, God, how can I show walking in rhythm? And so he took me back to my teaching days at Desert Pines High School. And I was in the ROTC Marine Corps unit. We got any Marines in here? Oh, we got one. That's one enough. Trust me. <laughs> and I was reminded of, of, of how I used to go out and do drill. Now, mind y'all, I have never been in the military a day in my life. Not one day, but I had to learn how to do this in order to teach effectively where they had given me. And so God brought that back into my memory. He said, walking in rhythm is just like drill. And they need to see and show them what you mean. And so on this afternoon, allow me to show you what I mean of what it looks like to walk in rhythm as a family. As a family and as a unit together. It looks something similar to this. Fall in! Right, face, forward, march, to the right, march, to the right, march, to the right, march, to the right, march, mark time, march, squad, halt. Left, face, fall out. Y'all give my, give my unit a round of applause. It's an illustration that I needed you to be able to see for yourselves of what it looks like as a family unit walking in unison, walking in rhythm. There's a leader and there's those that are following them and they walk together in rhythm. And I did this illustration because I wanted you to be able to see something that God showed me. See, there is a difference between walking with rhythm and walking in rhythm. See, walking in with rhythm 
implies that you already have rhythm. You know, you can walk in rhythm. It don't take much to walk in rhythm, and you can switch it up anytime that you feel like it, and you can speed it and do whatever. Because walking with rhythm is a beat and a pace that you get to dictate and that you get to set for yourself. However, when you walk in rhythm, that's something a little bit different. It's not the same thing. Walking in rhythm implies that there has already been a rhythm that has already been set. There's something that's already that, that you're supposed to fall in line with and join along with. And so when we're talking about walking in rhythm as a family, there has to be some rhythm that has to be set. So who sets the rhythm? Who sets the rhythm in the family? Who is the person that sets the rhythm in your family? It's whoever the leader is. If you're the man of the house, that would be you. You're the leader. You're setting the rhythm, and you are telling them how things are going to run in your house. You're telling them which way things are going to go, what are the things are going to happen. If you are a woman by yourself or a single mother, guess what? Those kids fall in line with you. You're the leader. You set the rhythm. How the house looks, runs, operates is based on the cadence of rhythm that you give them, and they're following in order with you. So if they're very organized, that means you're setting an organized rhythm. If it's chaotic, well, then that means that. But I wanted to talk to the leader specifically because it's not easy leading. Leading is not an easy thing. And oftentimes you're so busy focused on everybody else, the question then reminds and comes to you and says, well, then who's leading you? Who's setting the rhythm for the leader? Who does that for the fathers? Who does that for the single mothers? Who does that for the young adult that is out there trying its best to lead themselves? Who is setting the rhythm for you. And so my question on this afternoon, which is also the title of my message, is do you know who you, leader, are walking with? Do you know who you are walking with? See, in the family, the leader is the one that sets all of this stuff and it sets it up for you. And so the question has to be asked of the leader on this afternoon, who is setting the pace? Who is giving you the rhythm? Man of the household, you are the provider, overseer, the protector, the peacemaker, the rhythm setter, the vision caster of your house who is setting all of that rhythm in you do you even know who is setting the rhythm is it your parents are you doing what they taught you to do is that cadence and that rhythm that's happening in your house the same thing that happened for you when you were a little one and you do the things that they do you cook the way they cook clean the way they clean wash the way they work raise your children the same way they do are you marching to the rhythm of what your parents gave you is it society are you doing what they tell you you're supposed to be doing at this particular part are you marching to their rhythm? A man is supposed to behave like this. An independent woman is supposed to behave like this. A 20-something-year-old should have this, do this, be this, have all these things done by this age. Who, I ask you on this afternoon, are you walking with? But if we were being honest, most of us, it's us. We're walking with us. If I asked you, who are you in rhythm with and who are you walking with, you're going to say, I'm in rhythm with me. I'm walking with me. I set the rhythm. I run this over here. I know what I'm doing. I don't need any help. Don't tell me how to raise my kids, how to set my house, how to do what I do, how to do my job, how to raise my son. Don't tell me any. I have this understood. I'm walking with me. And you may be right. And you may be doing all right. And you may be being successful. 
But can I tell you on this afternoon that if they are walking with you and you are walking with yourself, that you're walking with all of you? You're walking with all of you, not just the good. You have to know that if you are leading and you are walking with yourself, that means you're walking with your good and your bad. Your positives and your negatives are both setting the rhythms of your household. Both of them have equal opportunity to set a rhythm in your household. So what does that mean? That means your confidence and your arrogance is setting a rhythm. Your diligence and your doubts are setting a rhythm. Your achievements, your addictions, setting a rhythm. Your experience, your inadequacies are setting a rhythm. You on your best day is setting a rhythm. And you on your worst day is setting a rhythm in your house. So I say to you on this afternoon, do you know who it is that you are walking with? The good and the bad, because you have to understand, our parents probably did the same thing. They were leading themselves, and they tried their best to give us all of the good, and still hear some of us sit with every single thing that they did not want us to pick up for them, we have. We have. Why? Because they were the ones in charge. They were setting the rhythm. They were leading themselves. And so I would implore you to understand on this afternoon, you need a better leader than you. You need a better leader than you. You need someone that is better than you, smarter than you, greater than you. You need someone that is Why? At the very least, because when you're gone, who's leading them then? If you leave early, who is leading them then? And they're getting everything, the whole thing, all of you. And so, of course, there should be no surprise who I'm talking about of who I would like for you to be in rhythm with, who I would like for who to be walking with you, for who I would like for when I ask the question, do you know who you're walking with, for you to say, who? Of course. There's no, there's no faking here. There was no hook or, or, or line to see. There, you knew exactly where I was going with. But on this afternoon, let me tell you how you do that. Let me also tell you why you should do that. Because as a good leader, in drill, there is a certain thing that you have to do for those that are following you. They must, number one, they must trust you. In order to listen to you, they must trust you. New cadets that are coming in or new recruits come in, they listen to their instructor because, one, they, in that, they already trust them, and, two, they believe that they have been standing in their shoes before. And so... Who am I talking about? God has been standing in your shoes before. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4. I like it in the Amplified. That don't matter. I like it in the Amplified version, so that's what I gave you. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14, it says, Inasmuch then as we as believers have a great high priest who has already ascended and passed through the heavens, Jesus, Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession of our faith, clinging tenaciously to our absolute trust in him as our savior. So trust is paramount. Let's go to the next one. For you do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize and understand your weaknesses and temptations, but one who has been tempted knowing exactly how it feels to be human. In every respect, as we are, yet without committing any sin. The next one, please. Therefore, let us with privilege approach the throne of grace. That is the throne of God's gracious favor with confidence and without fear. 
so that we may be able to receive mercy for our failures and find amazing grace to help in the time of need and appropriate blessings coming in just the right time. Let me tell you, if you are going to walk in rhythm with God, if you are going to lead in rhythm with God, if you're going to be that model and be the better example of God, there's a couple of things that you need to have as a leader. And the first thing you need to do is leaders. You need to trust the one who is leading them. Leaders have to trust those that are leading them the same way those that are following you trust you. You have to trust the one that you are now following. You have to be able to give it over to him. You have to believe because he has been here already before. He has stood in your shoes. He's done what you've done. He knows what you know. He's seen what you've seen. He's 12, he's countless steps ahead of you. You have to trust him as he is leading you. So what does that look like? What does it look like for you to trust the leader that is leading you? Well, Romans 10 and 7 says faith comes from hearing and from hearing the word of God. So faith builds your hearing and doing in the word of God. And with that, faith comes trust. I asked the actual drill sergeant, Lionel, and I said, when you started to do drill, how did you feel? He said he felt anxious about leading drill. And I said, what did you do about that? How did you get past all of that? He said that he would practice he would practice the drill himself. And as he practiced, his confidence began to start. And he began to trust himself. And he began to trust that if there was something that was to go wrong, he would be able to fix it and that he would know what to do. The confidence became coming from doing it yourself. What am I telling you today? I'm saying if you're going to trust the one that is leading you, you're going to have to do what he's telling you to do. Why? Because God comes after the leader first. And so if he's going to build trust in your household and he's going to build a rhythm of trusting him in your household, who is he going to come after first? He's got to get you in order. He's got to get you walking in step. He's got to get you to where you trust him. He's got to get you to where you believe what he says is going to be the right thing and that you're going forth is what that's what's going to happen. So he's going to get you in line first. And so how do you do that? How do you build trust? You have to do the small things. God comes to you, and what does it look like? He says to you, read your word. Read your word. Read your word. He told you Monday, read your word. He told you Tuesday, read your word. He told you Wednesday, hey, you should probably read your word. He told you Thursday, hey, you should read your word. Friend, Friday comes along, and your friend calls you. And if you read that word, you're listening to them talk about all their problems, and what does God say to you then? Speak that word. Speak that word I gave you. Speak that word I gave you. Speak that word I gave you. And now you're remembering back on Monday, God told you to read your word and you trusted him and you did what he told you to do. And now look at this now. He's using what he told you to give him. So what does that allude to? That alludes to our second step. Leaders, you have to understand the commands and you have to execute. See, in drill, they give you two things. They give you a preparatory command, and they give you a command of execution. The preparatory command is to prepare you for what God is getting ready to tell you to do. And the command of execution is to tell you when to do what he's telling you to do. So he told you to save your money. Save that stimulus. Y'all heard it. Save that stimulus. Y'all heard it. Save that stimulus. You heard him. He said, save that stimulus. That was your preparatory command. He was telling you. He was preparing you. Save that stimulus. Save that stimulus. And then what happened? Well, you got furloughed. And what did God say? Start that business. 
That was the command of execution. He gave you a preparatory command, and he gave you a command of execution. That's how God works. You need to understand that when God is speaking to you, leader, he is not giving you suggestions. God is giving you directives, and those are commands. They are not suggestions. They're not for you to pick and choose which one you want to do because you don't know what's coming. You don't know what's down the line. You don't know what he's doing. These are commands. You have to understand, leaders, that when he's speaking to you because you're the one in charge, he's giving you a command. So when I say understand the commands, that means understand when he's speaking to you, it is a command, and you have to execute said command. But you don't have to understand the command. You don't have to understand the reason behind the command. That's what happens to many of us is we stand over here and we're in step with him and he says forward. Uh-huh. I heard you. And he says forward. Yeah, I'm ready. Uh-huh. He says forward. March. Why? 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 I want to stay right here. I want to stay at this job. I got a lot of tenure here. Why would I give up my retirement? What do you mean go back to school? That doesn't make any sense to me. What purpose would I have in going back to school? It doesn't make any sense. And God says forward. Uh-uh. Forward. Uh-uh. Because you're treating what he said as a suggestion instead of a command. And when you fail to execute a command that someone who is ahead of you can see what is going on, you are setting yourself up for danger. So what did he do? He told you, start the business. March. Start the business. Start the business. Start the business. And then you got in your own self and started walking with your own rhythm, and you said, no, I'm going to go for the promotion. And walked right off that cliff when that COVID hit. <laughs> walked right off the cliff when the COVID hit. And now it's too late to execute. He told you to turn right and start the business. You kept straight and walked right off of that cliff. Yeah. Leaders, you got to understand when God is speaking to you that he is giving you commands and you have to execute. If you want to see what that looks like in real time, in all actuality that happened here at New Antioch, I went back and I looked for it. In early March of 2019, a word came to this house. Y'all remember what it was? It was called Margins. He sent a preparatory command to this house called margins. And he sent it to who first? The leader. He told the leader, you need to change your mornings. You need to change your mouth. You need to change your motive. You need to change all of these things. You move later, you are all right. When COVID hit and the quarantine hit and the pandemic hit. Why? Because when it was time to execute, you were ready to execute because you heard the preparatory command. It came to the leader first. You got to understand these are not suggestions that he is sending to you leaders. These are commands and you have to execute them. The last thing a leader is going to need if they're going to walk in step with God is leaders need to learn how to delegate. This particularly part is what I want to sit on for the men of the house. You have to learn how to delegate. What does that mean? Well, it said there in the scripture about how God knows where you are. God understands. He's been in all of these things that you've been doing. He sits in all of these things that, that, that has been going on with you. And the hardest thing for the man of the house to do is to delegate some of that thing up off of him. 
It speaks to leading and the weight of a leader. See, leadership isn't easy, and it's an ever-changing thing to, to lead. And, and, and I want, fellas, those of you that lead your household, ask me if it sounds familiar. Lionel said that when he was leading in the beginning, he said that when he would lead drill, he felt anxious. He said that you know that if you mess up, it's your fault. It is your fault. And even if you get it right and they mess up and you don't fix it, guess what? It's still your fault. And there is pressure to do well. He said there is pressure when you are the leader to do well. Does any of this sound familiar, fellas of the household, that there is pressure, this feeling that rests on your shoulders, feeling that you have to have the answers, that if that you can't mess up, you're wondering if you're going to mess up, you're going to wonder what do you do if you do mess up, you're wondering what if I do not mess up and I get it all right and it still fails. The success of your family is based on your abilities and your leadership and if everything's are not in order, if there's a lack and if there's anything that comes up or falls apart, whose fault is it? It is the man's fault. Every man in here that has a family knows that if there was an emergency to break out right now, what is going to happen? Your wife and your kids are going to look at who? And what they're going to say? What we doing? You the leader. What we doing? And sometimes that feels great to stand in that position, but it's a lot of weight for you to carry. And you're thinking about it, and you're always worried about it. You're anxious with it. What do I do? And at these times, you have all these feelings, unsureness, and worried, and frustration, and angry, and tired, and you're nervous, and you're overwhelmed at times. And to be honest with you, there is nowhere where you can unload without judgment. Even telling your closest friend you feel judged about what you can or can't do as the leader of your household. But God is trying to set you free on this afternoon. He's trying to let this come up off of you on this afternoon. You have to learn how to delegate that stuff to him. He is now the one in charge. See, it's so much easier to fall in line and to walk and do everything that somebody else is telling you to do. Turn right, turn left, go back, turn around, do whatever. It is easy for you to do that. There's no pressure in that. There's no weight in that. There's nothing for you to hold on to. There's no anxiety in all that because if they mess up, whose fault is it? God is trying to tell you, men of God, that is sitting there and you're drowning in this weight that is sitting upon you as you're trying to hold it all in for yourself. He's telling you all you have to do, get in step. Get in step. Fall in line. Start marching with me. Because guess what? I ain't going to fail. You ain't got to worry about no failure. I ain't going to fail. I've done this before. I've been here. I'm countless steps ahead of you. Ain't no failure going to happen to me. So you can take and delegate that worry. Get it up off you. That anger. Get it up off of you. That frustration, give it to me. I can hold it. You're, all of these things that you have that you're worried about, it is light work to him. Yeah. And all he's asking for you, leader of the household, is for you to get in step yeah. with him, get in rhythm with him. And so on this afternoon, why is that important? I told you I would tell you why. Because as you do that, and you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing, and you're moving the way you're supposed to be doing, people are going to see that you got a peace about you. You got a smile on your face. They getting ready to let everybody go. That's all right. They getting ready to take this back. That's all right. Somebody's in the hospital. We're going to be all right. And they're going to try to wonder why are you always all right? That is your opportunity for you to tell them, leaders. This is your opportunity for you to tell them and get them in line with you. Oh, you don't know who it is I'm walking with? 
Oh, no problem. Come on, fall in. Get in line. Get in step. Leaders, it's your opportunity for you to get them in line. Tell them to fall in. If you don't know who it is that I'm walking with, fall in. We're going forward. Oh, yes. Tell somebody, who are you walking with? Ask that next person, who are you walking with? Who are you walking with, leaders? Leaders of the household. That man, if you're a man and you're in a household, you're it. Look at the man and say, you're it. Tag, you're it. If you're a single parent, you're it. And again, if you're a young adult and you're all on your own now, you're it. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21 and 22 says, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do the Lord. Ephesians 6, 2 and 3. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you, and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Colossians chapter 3. Verse 18 through 21 hits everybody. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything. For this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. Keith asked you the question, do you know who you're walking with? Our theme for our Family Life Month is walking in rhythm. So what you've learned so far is that the leader sets the cadence that he or she has received from God. God is the one you're walking with. He begins to set the cadence. So the leader then sets the cadence that he or she has received from God. God has a call and a purpose for us individually. And he has a call and a purpose for you as a family. God has a call and a purpose for you as a family. There's something that you all are supposed to be together. Some of y'all didn't know that, so I want y'all to rest in that. God told me to tell you that in addition to your individual call, God has a call and a purpose for you as a family that there's something that you are supposed to be together. There is an example that you are supposed to set together. There is There are some goals that are predestined for you to achieve together. 
I didn't know if I realized that even growing up that the Parson family had a goal to set, had a, a, a legacy to leave in this city together. There's an example. Your family has an assignment. There are some goals you are predestined to achieve together. I thought that church, that Vegas View Church of God in Christ was something my daddy was supposed to do and mom was by his side. And it didn't occur to me to God begin to download this message that the entire family was predestined to achieve that together. Your family has an assignment. So the leader of the family is walking with God. Then the family's job is to follow so that you move together in rhythm. Well, it's not an easy thing to do because sometimes, Pastor Ishmael, we don't agree with the leader. Sometimes in the family, we don't even like them very much. We don't always trust where they're going. So why in the world would we do that? Why would we walk in rhythm with this leader who is supposed to be walking in this cadence that he got from God? Why would a wife try to move in rhythm with her husband? Why should children and youth try to move in rhythm with their parents? Yeah, I'm talking to you all today. All of you under 21s that are still at home. Why should they try to walk in rhythm with their parents? We're different. We got different ideas. We are different individuals. We don't see things the same way. So why do we have to walk in rhythm? It was in the text. For this pleases the Lord. We walk in rhythm as a family because it pleases the Lord. It mirrors his relationship with the Father and the Holy Spirit. It reflects what happens in heaven where everyone conforms to his will. One of Jesus' dying wishes was that the Father make us one. He said, Father, make them one like we are one. Walking in rhythm pleases the Lord. You don't need another reason. Walking in rhythm pleases the Lord. 1 Corinthians 1 and 10. 1 Corinthians 1 and 10 says, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. Not suggestions. These are commands. I appeal to you. Paul said, I beg you, brothers and sisters, in the name of the Lord Jesus, agree with one another in what you say. Y'all say the same thing. That there be no divisions among you. That you be perfectly united in mind and thought. Walking in rhythm pleases the Lord. And the Bible asks a question. Rosalind asked a question, how can two walk together 
unless they agree. The problem in the family is that everybody wants to walk to the beat of their own drum. But we have been called to follow Christ as a family. So leader, again, leaders, that's the male of the house or the single female or the unmarried young adult. They are supposed to follow the cadence set by Christ. Then everyone else is supposed to catch the cadence and move together. You saw it beautifully demonstrated. But what happens when your rhythm doesn't match? What happens when your leader has a cadence and you hear something else? Because you're used to moving to a different beat. We all in the family together now, but I'm used to listening. I'm used to listening to a different beat. It, it, it's sort of like when you're from different cultures. Um, can't, help me out, Keith. I uh, play old school praise him. Is that F? <laughs> old school praise him. Now, rhythm is one, two, three, four. One, two. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Okay. One, two, three, four. So, some cultures do it like this. There's a one and three. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. The one and three. Cultures do it like this. The two and four cultures do it like this. So some of us are from the one and three culture. Some of us are from the two and four culture. Now, I'm from the two and four culture. Yes, yes, yes. And so that feels better to me. I can move with that one a little bit better. Because that's my culture. But what if my leader is from the one and three? Now I'm a church kid. Where my church kids at? So there was some uh, in the one and three and the two and four, but we were church kids, so we were bored with both. Where my church kids at? Syncopated up. We weren't gonna do it one and three out of two and four. Cause we were church kids, we were bored. And so everyone is hearing a different beat. Everyone feels more comfortable doing it their way. And the thing about it is nobody's right or wrong. There's nothing wrong with the one and three people. There's nothing wrong with the two and four people. And there was nothing wrong with us syncopated people. That's not the point. 
is that you're a family that is supposed to be moving together because God has a plan and a purpose for you as a family. And it doesn't matter that it feels comfortable to you. Another way, we are walking in rhythm. All of them are walking with rhythm. We say the one in three people don't have rhythm, but it's rhythm. So instead of walking in rhythm, instead you arguing about TV time and money. And, and the time that you spend together and how much video game time is, is appropriate. And, and you're arguing about social media and who should be on it and who shouldn't be on it. You're arguing about giving. You're arguing about clothes and whether that's a good look, whether that's a good look on you or not. And you're arguing about bedtimes and what's the right time for a 10-year-old to go to bed. And you're arguing about friendships and whether you like that boy that's your friends with your son or not. You, you're talking about tone of voice. I didn't like the way you talked to me. Your tone of voice is a little bit too harsh for me. And you're arguing about punishment and what the right punishment is for the kids. You're arguing about what constitutes clean because that floor ain't clean. And what you, in, in your culture, that floor ain't clean. But that floor might be clean. In other words, country, you argue about that. You argue about who can come over and who can't come over. You argue about breakfast food. This is breakfast food. Don't be eating a dinner food for breakfast. And don't be eating a breakfast food for dinner. Yeah. And what's the menu? We, we walk in Keith, but my husband don't like to do stuff, and I want to do stuff. My parents are so old school. Don't nobody do it like that anymore, Mom. My wife, she always asking somebody else what to do. She's not listening to me. Now, I just told her the same thing. But then when her brother told her the same thing. Or my kids act like they know everything. Nike. Uh, my, my kids act like they know everything. You can't tell them nothing. But the scriptures that I read, the Bible first says that we are sub to submit to one another. That means even the head of the household might be the one who has to change. Because we're to submit one to another. It might be the head of the household who has to slow down. Or who has to speed up. Or who has to mark time until the rest of them catch up. But when the leader really feels that they're doing what's right, when they really feel that they have caught the cadence of God, the Bible says wives Submit. Yeah, it's getting ready to get ugly in here now. I don't write this stuff. I just teach it. When the leader, and you have a male leader in your family, if your husband is a, when that leader feels that they have caught the cadence of God and they bring it to the family, the Bible says, wives, submit to your Husbands, like you would the Lord. Here's, 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 I only got two points. Here's the first one. I'm going to say it three times to get it in your spirit. When you get married, you give up the privilege of your own rhythm. Holy Ghost said this. When you get married, because no woman's going to say this. When you get married, you give up the privilege of your own rhythm. When you get married, all y'all that's hot to get married. When you get married, let me say this in the camera. You give up the privilege of your own rhythm. 
cake and eat it too. I want the money. I want to help with the bills. I want the companionship. I want the sex. I want the sex. I want the sex. I want the status of saying I'm married. I want the whole family life. And I want all of it my way and to my liking. You know who feels that way? A two-year-old. A two-year-old wants the money. It wants all the bills paid. They want you to play with them all day. They want they they want all they want everything, and they want it all their way, and they want it all to their liking. That's why they call it the terrible twos. Mine, 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 mine. Stop being a two-year-old. And grow up. God is talking to us about maturity. Stop being a two-year-old. You're 72. You're 52. And you're acting like a two-year-old that has to have everything to your liking. Grow up. There's a level of compromise, sharing, not getting your way that comes when you're walking in rhythm with a family, especially when you're not the leader. The wives submit. You may have to slow your pace if you're moving faster than your husband. You may have to speed up if you're moving slower than your husband. Alpha females, where y'all at? You don't act like you don't know you're an alpha female. Go on. Ain't nothing wrong with it. I like alpha females. Alpha females, smart ladies. It doesn't mean you have to dumb yourself down or sacrifice your greatness. Then we had to, I need to talk fast. If you saw the movie about the Clark sisters, Maddie Moss Clark had greatness in her. But her husband looked at her and said, Maddie, it don't look good on you. She said, what? She, he said, ambition. But I felt, Maddie, there's something when you feel greatness in you, when you feel anointing in you, when you feel a call in you. So what do I do when I feel my greatness? You ask for permission to move ahead. But be careful to include him. Don't leave him. Honor him in the process. There's a way to honor a man in the process and still not have to dumb yourself down or downplay your anointing or your greatness. Just say, honey, can I, can, can I? And then you're still in rhythm. Agree on the roles ahead of time. Agree on the roles ahead of time. My husband married a pastor. We had to have some agreements. This is, this is what God has called me. This is my role. Disagree on it ahead of time. And if you're married to an insecure man who doesn't want to allow you to be who you are. Listen up, smart ladies and alpha girls. If you're married, or those of you that are anointed. If you're married to an insecure man who doesn't want to allow you to be who you are, go over his head. Pray. <laughs> because that's who we're walking with. That's who's setting the cadence. Pray. Just tell God, God, 
you want me to walk in rhythm in this family. I'm not going to disrupt my family because I feel something different than what my husband, my leader, is feeling. So, God, I need you to do something about this. Uh, one lady says submission is sometimes ducking so God can hit your husband. All right. I submit. Say, God, you put this in me. So show him. Move on him. Open his eyes. You got to handle this right, ladies. Not in arrogance. Honor him. Make him look good. And then you honor him. You make him look good. You handle it right. Not, oh, you, honey, you just need to pray. If you were as anointed as I. I ain't got time to talk about that. If you pray about it, ask God to show him who you are. Ask God to allow you all to move to, together in this rhythm. If God doesn't fix it, maybe God said no. God, he, I, I feel like this is what I need to be doing. He don't want to do this. You prayed about it. And if it, God doesn't change it, then maybe God is telling you no. And then you submit your ways to God and trust him and walk in rhythm because it pleases the Lord. Let's go to these children. Children, obey your parents. Honor your father and mother is what the word said. Here's our second point. Children, all y'all under 18 still in your mama house? Or over 18 still in your mama house? Children, you are born without the right to a rhythm. You are born, this is not popular this day and time. But children, here's the truth. You don't have a right to a rhythm. You ain't got no rhythm. You ain't got no You don't, you, you don't have a right to a rhythm. Some of you parents have given them a rhythm, but they don't have no right to their own rhythm. Let me get it from the word. Children, obey your parents, for this pleases the Lord. Rebellion is a sin that God hates. God hates rebellion so much, it's, it's called as bad as witchcraft. Rebellion is as witchcraft. Witchcraft has connotations with demonic powers. And God began to give me this revelation. God says, Lucifer's sin, you know Lucifer the devil, Satan, that dude? His sin was wanting his own rhythm. He didn't want to follow the flow with heaven. He, he didn't have the right to call his own cadence because he was under the dominion of God. He didn't own heaven. None of that was his. But he wanted to be God over his own kingdom when none of it he created. Satan's sin was trying to have dominion over stuff that he didn't own. And that's why it pleases God for children and youth to submit 
to submit to their parents. You don't own any of the things you're trying to control. You don't own any of the things you're trying to control. You don't own any of the things you're trying to control. Well, I do it because I got my job, and I went and I worked at McDonald's, and I bought this phone myself. Well, who paid the rent while you worked at McDonald's? Who bought the clothes that you wore to McDonald's? Who bought the gas that got you to McDonald's? Who bought the shoes that you walked to McDonald's in? In, in other words, everything that you made at McDonald's, you should have been paying in rent. Who paid the power bill? Who paid the water bill? <laughs> so even though you bought it with your own money, if you're not paying all the bills of the house, you don't have any money. That's your mama's money. That's your daddy's money that they let you have. He didn't own heaven. None of that was his. And it pleases God for children and youth to submit because you don't own any of the things you're trying to control. It looks too much like the devil in the eyes of God. Those of you young people that are bucking against your parents that are talking back, that are doing things behind their back, that, that don't want to submit, that think you should be an individual and mom shouldn't let you do all of this stuff or dad shouldn't say anything to you about your friends and about what you can do. All of that, when it, God looks at it, it looks too much like the devil. And that idiot Lucifer has cost God so much even his own son to buy you back from stuff that fool started. And when you buck against your parents, it looks to God too much like Lucifer. So obey, just obey when they're telling you right. When they're asking you to do things that are not going to hurt you. If they're asking you to do stuff that's going to hurt you, that's different. But just obey. Well, Pastor, where does my individuality come in? It, it come, your individuality comes in when you garner trust. We're not trying to make you just like your parents. You just do what they ask you to do. And, and when you garner trust, when I can trust you, then I can let you be a little bit more of an individual. I, I, if I trust you and I know that you're not out in the street cussing and going on, maybe I can trust you to go get a tattoo because I know you're not going to come into the house with, with F-bombs all over your body. <laughs> Individuality comes in when you garner trust. Individuality comes in when you can pay for it. Well, let me add that part. You get to be an individual when you can pay for it. Or it comes in as you earn your freedom respectfully. Young people, you don't have to buck up against your parents. You don't have to talk crazy. You don't have to be rude. Can you just earn freedom respectfully? I earned my freedom respectfully. I'm not going to say anything about other people in my family. But I earned my freedom 
respectfully. I obeyed. I did what I was told. And then when I went to college, they paid for it. Four years, room, tuition, board, books, whole deal. I earned it respectfully. And then I had all the freedom I wanted. In college, I stayed out all night long. I wasn't doing nothing. Well, I was out. Study all I, I came and I went as I pleased. I had all the freedom in the world and they paid for it. Because I earned my freedom respectfully. So ladies, if we submit. Children, if we submit, if we obey. What's the reward? The reward is a better life. Young people, the reward is the support of your parents. I just told you my testimony. And then it's a, it's a commandment with a promise, not a suggestion. It's a commandment with a promise. He promised you long life. He promised that it would be well with you. What's the reward? Trust. What's the reward? Wisdom. You get the wisdom, but you get some sense when you listen to good parents. What's the reward? Then they give you stuff. They really will. But the real reward, young people, for being respectful to your parents, the real reward is that it pleases the Lord. It pleases the Lord. So family, this is a difficult thing to do. The leader of your family is not going to be all God wants them to be. Whether it's your single mom or, or that husband, ladies, they're not going to be all God wants them to be. So what do I do? You do your part even if they don't do theirs. You do your part even if they don't do yours, theirs, because ultimately God is who you're walking with. You got to know who you're walking with. God will bless you. Wives, if you submit, children, if you obey, God will bless you. And, and, and he told me to say it like this. I swear I'll bless you. See, God is the only one who can swear. And the Bible says several times that we promised Abraham when he promised, he said, I swore to your fathers I was going to do it. I swore to Abraham. I swore by myself. And then I was going to take that out. I said, well, you were talking to Abraham. And you were talking. He said, put it in there. Tell them, I swear, I'll bless you. Wives, if you're walking rhythm, children, if you're walking rhythm, leaders, if you catch the cadence of God, he told me to tell you this morning, I swear, I bless you. I got three people who, who, who really felt that in their spirit. Who, they, anybody ever been blessed before that know what I'm saying, when, when know what God is saying to you? He told me to tell you, I swear I'll bless you. Oh, that's money in the bank. I swear I'll bless you. If you walk in rhythm, if you do what I'm asking you to do, I swear I'll bless you. God say, I swear I'll bless you. I feel that for somebody. It's difficult to walk in rhythm as a family. But if you'll do it, I swear I'll bless you. God wants me to pray for families today. And he brought this scripture that 
scripture that was in Corinthians, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. He said to pray that over families today. So I want you to come with your family. If you're listening on the video broadcast, get your family together. Get your kids, whoever is in your household. Get them together. We're going to pray. Those of you that are here, come on up here with your family. God wants to bless families today. You can socially distance, but get somewhere close around in the aisles of with your family. If you're family today, mm, I feel the anointing. I feel the anointing. God has a blessing for families. Families, you have an assignment together. You have an assignment together. Those of you that are, that are ministering, I don't know, if, David, if you can pull away. Amber, come pray. You all pray as a family. You're going to pray for people, but stand with them as a family. sister's coming so we're going to pray for folk we'll pray as a family you all I'm just going to turn my head I won't pray in your face because I want to be able to pray amen as we as you all go and minister to these families here's what god is saying i appeal to you brothers in the name of the lord jesus christ i declare that all of you agree with one another in what you say that there be no division no division among you no division among you no division among you no division among you i declare that you will be perfectly united in mind and in thought father in the name of jesus perfectly unite these families in mind and in thought that there be no division among you that there be no division among them that there be no division among them that there be no division among them. Father, in the name of Jesus, this family, this family,
them out. You brought them to this country. God, in the name of Jesus, let you make them successful. God, I declare that they will finish what you call this family for. God, this Regan family, you called them, God. You called them together. You called them to accomplish something in the kingdom. In the name of Jesus, God, they will accomplish. They will finish that for which you call this family. God, give them one mind. God, unite them in the name of Jesus. 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 God, every family that's standing here, God, we declare. We declare, God. Bless me indeed. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Bless me. Bless me.
in that blessing. Amen. I swear I'll bless you. I just hear God saying, I swear I'll bless you. And so we're looking for walking in rhythm. We got a few more weeks to talk about this topic, walking in rhythm. God bless you, Pastor Ishmael. Good to see you. This is always your family. Amen. You can always come home and see the Jones family over there. This is always your family. Come always come home. Amen. Good to see you. Uh, our baccalaureate service is on tonight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We got to get folks saved. The first thing you need to do in to walk in rhythm or to catch the cadence of God is to give your life to God. If there's anybody here that either needs to be saved for the first time or needs to rededicate their life to God, 
you've never prayed the prayer to start that, to start that cadence with God. Just raise your hand right now. Anybody that needs to be saved for the first time, accept the Lord in their heart for the first time, or to rededicate their life today. Just lift their hand up. You don't have to come up here. I just want to know if you're in the building. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? Those of you that are listening, you need to rededicate yourself to God. Or it might be the first time you prayed this prayer, but let's pray it together. And if you would pray it with me. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Come into my heart. Forgive me for everything I've done wrong. I'm ready to walk with you. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, we believe that you are in right standing with God. The cadence has begun. The call has begun. You are walking with God, and we'd like to help you in your walk. If you need a church home, if you need to know more about how to walk with God, there's a book called Saved, Salvation 101. I want you to have that book. If you would put in the comment section that you would like that book and you accepted God today, those of you that are listening on the video broadcast, um, put that in there, and someone will see that and get your information. Or you can go to New Antioch dash aliante.org new antioch dash aliante.org go down to the connection link and say i'd like to connect with this church if you're in here and we will get somebody will get to you if you're in here right now and you want a church home we will take your information right now, get you connected to a community group. That's a Bible study that we have. I see a lot of uh, uh, Keeps community group is here today. Good to see you all uh, supporting your leader. Um, we will get you connected. If there's anybody, just raise your hand. You want to be a member. You want to get connected. Uh, you can do, we'll do that today. Amen. Uh, Sister Arnett, if you will make sure. You touch this young lady here, get that book to her, uh, get her information, uh, and she has rededicated her life to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this rededication today, God, and I seal it right now. God, give her some space to make every change she needs to make. Walk with her as she learns how to walk with you, and I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, sis. Uh, now, tonight, our baccalaureate service is our graduate. A baccalaureate is a service you have for graduates to send them off in prayer with a word and prayer. And so our graduates will be there. Graduates, come in your cap and gown. Be there between 5.30, quarter to 6. Um, so we can do our processional. Those of you who are degreed people or uh, bachelor's, master's, or above, you know, wear your, if you have your robe, uh, you can, we have some extra robes, I think. But if you have your robe, if you have your uh, hood, um, you can do that, bring that. We're going to do a processional uh, and just like a graduation and bring them in, give them their time and talk to, talk to you real good about our graduates. We have word for them. The keynote speaker tonight is Pastor Anton Dotson Parson, and he said he got something good. He's been posted that he got something good for you tonight. So you can just come just to hear what the Lord going to do tonight. See and hear what the Lord's going to do tonight. But let's support our graduates. Uh, I see Joy back there. She's graduating. And where are my other graduates? Got any other high school or college? Uh, 
Oh, they're in the room. Okay. God bless them. Heaven. All right, heaven and uh, uh, Naya, uh, Janai. Tell me, Janai. You know all these, these names. Janai uh, from our church. We have our college, our Kingdom Academy graduates, uh, Marias, Chantel. Uh, who else is graduate? Keith. So y'all got to come tonight. Amen. For our graduation tonight for our Kingdom Academy as well. So that's at 6 o'clock at our, our uh, central campus, 610 Bellrose. Tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning is our mental health walk. If you put that up, you can still register. You can register today. We have your T-shirts. If you registered already, go pick up your T-shirt. Um, if uh, you still need to register, it's going to be at 7 a.m. We're going to meet here at 7 a.m. because it's too hot in Las Vegas by 8.30. So at 7 a.m., we're going to walk for mental health. We're raising money to be able to give mental health treatment to have counseling. We have a counseling center. ACS Community Counseling Center is who's sponsoring this, and you can help someone who cannot afford mental health counseling to get mental health counseling. Uh, those that don't have insurance uh, or those who, who can't afford, we want to be able to bless this community. So it's $25 to walk if you're under 13. You can get, register and get your T-shirt today. It's $35 as an adult. You can walk for yourself or walk for someone else. Uh, if you said, I'm not walking in Las Vegas, even at 7 o'clock in the morning, um, but I will donate. You can donate uh, for a $50 donation. We'll give you a T-shirt as well. So right as you go out, there'll be a table there. You can donate or you can uh, register to walk with us in the morning at 7 a.m. and pick up your T-shirts. Uh, my staff will be out there to greet you for that. It is prayer week. <laughs> prayer changes things and prayer changes people. And we fast and pray over here at New Antioch, we pray. And so Tuesday night we'll be here at this church at Aliante uh, at 6 p.m., 6 to 7.15. We are uh, walking with the prayer giants, but it's family week. It's family life month. Bring your family to pray. Families that pray together get mar marvelous things done together. Amen. And so... Um, Tuesday night is here at 6 p.m. Wednesday and Thursday are at our central campus, 6 to 7.30. It will be on Facebook Live, but you need to be in the house with your family so we can fight and pray with you. Uh, so uh, I think uh, uh, Pastor Darian and uh, Minister Jackie are on for this week, so we want to support them as well as they tell us about the prayer giants and help us to focus prayer on our families. Fasting will be from uh, Sunday up to 4 p.m. Uh, and so then so fast all day some stuff is not going to happen in your family until you start doing some fasting and prayer so it is prayer week we're looking for you to be out with your family this week if you would like to give to a community uh, effort uh, on central Thank you for joining us today on the NACF Podcast. We hope this message really reached you. For more information on our campuses and our services, you can visit Central Campus at newantioch.org or Aliante Campus at newantioch-aliante.org.
www.nacfpodcast.org. We'll see you next time on the NACF Podcast. And may the Lord God bless you real